Welcome to the Multi-Purpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. Here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Jones. Getting organized and kicking off your PTA year in an organized fashion is key to success for the year. We've talked a lot about how to get organized, and I wanted to continue along that theme and share some tips that I learned at the National Convention, which was in June 2021, and there was a session all about organizing your PTA. So I thought I would give a high-level overview of that session, as well as share some tips that have worked well for the PTAs and PTOs that I have been a part of. So when you think about organizing your PTA, I really think about it in three different buckets. The first is organizing your board. The second is organizing your events. And the third is organizing your communications. So let's start with the first of organizing your board. If you think about organizing your board at the simplest level, it's starting with making sure you have your board positions filled. There's a number of different ways to do that. You can uh, recruit people directly. You can publish requests for people to join. You can ask your other existing board members to go recruit people directly. And once you have all those positions filled, you want to get that group together and you want to set expectations for how the board is going to work together. Remember that your PTA or PTO is a legal organization. And so you do want to have a level of professionalism at your meetings and in the way that you run your PTA or PTO. Make sure that you communicate that level of professionalism. Make sure that you communicate the rules for the meetings um, that may be in your bylaws. It may be just that you're following Robert's rules. Whatever the case may be, you want to communicate that out and kick things off with an initial meeting for your board that shares out how you're going to work together in that coming year. You also want to make sure that your board is prepared with background information. You can do this by putting together a binder or an online resource of all the documents that your board members will need. Even if you have people who have been on the board a very long time and may know how to do their role in their sleep, uh, it's still nice to have all that background information in one place so that people can refer back to it. We've talked a lot about what to include as part of this background information, so I won't go over that right now, but you can check out our blog at k12clothing.com slash blog, and there are uh, lists of what you can include in that background information. Finally, establish your rhythm of meetings for the board, whether that's a monthly board meeting preceding your broader membership meeting, whether you might be meeting more frequently, whatever the case may be, make sure that everybody knows when you're meeting, how long for, and what's expected at those meetings. So next, 
is really about organizing your calendar of events. And the easiest way to do this is a shared document of some sort where you pencil in all the events that the PTA or PTO needs to be aware of. This could include some school events that you as a board or at least one board member will participate in. Um, but lay those out in a calendar format. So the way that we've done it in the past is either a shared Excel or a shared Google Doc with the month, the name of the event, the date or dates, if we know it, who's in charge, and then any additional notes. This is actually a great document to start to put together before school starts, maybe even at that first meeting with your new board so that everybody's on the same page about what's happening when and who's doing what. So if I look at some of the documents I've created in the past, it usually starts with the first month of school and a number of events like a first day of school, welcome back coffee or breakfast. Um, there may be some new family events before that first day of school. Then there's usually a back to school night. And of course, a board meeting and a membership meeting in that first month. The months that follow have a monthly membership meeting. Oftentimes, there's a school board meeting that you might include in that calendar. And then any kind of other community events you may have, whether it's a fall carnival, a fun run, potentially something for Halloween, then something around the holidays. All of those things should be listed out on your calendar. There's some things that happen every year, like Teacher Appreciation Week or Volunteer Appreciation Day that are scheduled out for years. So you can put in, you can Google the dates um, and you can pencil those into your calendar and, and put the specific date for anything like that where you know the date. And do make sure that you have the person in charge listed um, as early as possible, the earlier the better, but certainly at least the month before. Having this rough calendar of events is a helpful document to take to your first meeting with your principal, as well as something to use at every meeting to make sure that everybody knows what's happening when in the coming month. If you need volunteers for any of these events, you can put in the notes that you need volunteers and then a link to the sign up genius or whatever other method you're using for people to sign up to be volunteers. And that way uh, you're able to check how many more volunteers are needed and whether you need to communicate anything further to solicit volunteers. Finally, organizing your communications. This is one of the more challenging areas of being a PTA, PTO leader, is getting the word out there. Parents are so busy. Uh, there's a lot of email communication that comes through. So people miss emails. Not everybody is on social media. You may or may not be communicating in a single medium with your school. For example, you may be, have a section in the school newsletter or you may be doing a separate newsletter from your school group. 
and stuff just can get lost. So make sure that you are communicating in multiple different ways. If you do not have a communications position as part of your board in your bylaws, I would recommend getting somebody in one of those roles. Uh, you, it may not be a board level role. It may be that you just create a director level role for communications, but having somebody who's in charge of posting the same information to the multiple locations, so into your newsletter, on all of your different social medias, on your website. It's really critical to have the same information in all those locations around the same time so that misinformation doesn't get out there. To the extent you're looking for volunteers or help with any of the events that you're posting in those locations, you can link directly to any um, sheet that you're using for volunteer signups, and all the information is just right there. At a minimum, I would recommend having a newsletter, and there's a lot of free tools that you can use to send out newsletters uh, if your school isn't using something already. I would recommend having a newsletter. If it's a different newsletter than the school newsletter, I would recommend for big events putting something in the school newsletter as well or at least linking to a website, uh, your PTA, PTO website, where families can find out more about what's going on. I would recommend at least one social media platform, if not multiple. Typically, Facebook is the most commonly used by PTAs and PTOs, so posting on Facebook but also Twitter and Instagram posting on your PTA website. And then if there are is an opportunity for a physical copy, sending um, a news a copy of the newsletter home in backpacks can also be really helpful. If you have multiple different languages at your school, ensuring that there is the ability to translate your documents or have them available in multiple languages on, your website so that all families can participate in those communications and understand what is taking place is really helpful. If you're not sure about the family um, languages, you can always work with your school administration to figure that out. They are going to be sharing their communications in multiple languages so families can participate and they can be very helpful in aiding the PTO or PTA in figuring out what languages to translate into. That's pretty much it for tips on how to organize your PTO or PTA for the upcoming school year. Um, so remember, collect all that important background information and kick off your board right by sharing that background information and your expectations for how the board will communicate and meet over the next year. Second, put together a rough calendar of events for the year. You may not have all your exact dates, but at least frame something out so that everybody knows what's coming up and make sure you're noting who the person responsible for that event is so everybody knows who to go to for more information. And then finally, organize your communications Communication is key. If you don't have a communications role on your board, create a role. It may not be a board level role, but it should be a specific 
scroll on your PTA so that things are posted in multiple locations all at the same time so that you can effectively get your PTA or PTO information out to the families. That's it, and we will see you next week on the Multipurpose Room. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at www.k12clothing.com. We'll see you next week in the Multipurpose Room.